Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here. And, you know, as part of this amazing series we're doing on rethinking compliance, the innovation, the operations of ways to keep your organization safe uh, with MedTrainer. Today, I am hosting Brian Williams on the podcast. He serves as the vice president of compliance at MedTrainer and brings 30 plus years of healthcare management and executive experience to the table. Through his career in compliance, he's managed hundreds of healthcare workers across various departments and multiple locations. He's led teams through a lot of different challenges, both natural and made man-made emergencies. So you, we've got a great leader on the microphone today for our podcast. Brian, such a pleasure to have you here. Well, thank you very much for that wonderful introduction. Uh, glad to be here today. A pleasure to have you here, Brian. And, and look, uh, you know, really want to just get down to it. What does compliance really mean, especially in a hospital or healthcare system? It could be such a broad term. It really is. It's really putting your policies into practice. You know, just because they're written doesn't mean that's what's happening. It's looking at everything from a holistic level, determining root causes of issues, and bringing people together to solve them. I like to say that compliance has its fingerprints on everything from patient privacy and safety to enforcing codes of conduct. I think that's very well said. And just because a policy is written doesn't mean it's going to be followed. And uh, and I think it's a, a fabulous way of saying that. And And so when we think about the organizations specific to healthcare that are responsible for operationalize these things, what can C-suite leaders do to support compliance? Well, they need to be thinking about compliance three-dimensionally because it's really not a person or a department. It's people, processes, and infrastructure. If you're weak in any one of those areas, you'll fail. It's all critical uh, for compliance. The C-suite's critical because they don't have any more time or resources than the handful of compliance professionals they have. They have to create what I call radios. Leaders have to encourage and share information with people who could help the organization like James. Good employees want to be in compliance and they will point it out if they're invited to do so. Certainly a, a, a big opportunity. And I like this idea of radios you've, you've sort of shared with us today. Can you, can you dig into that a little bit more? Tell us what you mean by that. So as you know, I've been places like Cedar sinai Medical Center. We had open forums uh, once a month, all three shifts. It was one of those grueling days where you had to communicate the values, missions, and vision, what's going on in the facilities. And so by creating radios, you have to encourage people to report, whether it be directly or anonymously or however they can. So creating a culture of, of compliance, you need everybody on board from the housekeeper to the engineer, to the nurse, you know, to the directors and radios are those people that want to make a difference and will point it, point things out. Not always in a positive way, but mostly in a positive way if they're trained to do so, so that they can bring to attention, hey, by the way, you know, that patient information is left open, I can see it, so that means others can. Things like that, those radios can really make broadcasting that message for the CEOs very important and, and effective. You know, you talk about the CEO, how, how could the CEO strengthen the relationship with compliance? 
of visibility, attitudes, and support. Would you like a brief example? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was a member of the compliance team, Long Week Memorial and Miller Children's Hospital, um, there was a time when, uh, and this was a while ago, so I'm picking on that organization. Uh, it's a great organization. But there were patients in the hallways in the emergency room waiting in their beds, waiting for rooms for up to two days. It was incredible because at that time, most people were using emergency rooms. Now what we use our in-person for. So they were clogged. We were compromising patient safety, a compromising quality. Patients certainly were complaining. Those that were providing care were frustrated. And so as a member of the compliance team, I worked with the CEO, conducted a root cause analysis and brought the department together to make the necessary changes. And it was a big deal to look at where the clog was and make adjustments across multiple departments, changing start times for employees, increasing accountability by when you're notified that a room needed to be ready. It was quite an event. We call it three, two, one. It starts at the top, right? And it, and it, and it gets disseminated throughout the rest of the organization. There's a there's a, a role that and you mentioned this, uh, Brian, that there's it's it's people, it's process and technology. So so the role of technology has a big place in this. Do you do you want to share kind of uh, any thoughts around that? Sure, um, especially nowadays when people are inundated with messages, right? So even if you have the most important information that must get to everybody. You have to have the right platform and, and the right um, technology to distribute that information that people will actually read, acknowledge, and understand. And so, you know, we have technology overload. I mean, 2,000 channels on, on cable. You know, patient patient uh, alarms going off. I have people coming in and out. You got to be able to use technology to train people on their role in whatever that compliance issue you're trying to get to, make it interesting and short enough to keep their attention. And then make sure that you're reinforcing that through behaviors and through open statements and visibility of that management team to look at what's going on in the organization. Coming at it from a, from a compliance perspective as individual uh, contributors and, and managers and leaders within teams need to get things done, um, technology is a big, big, uh, tool there. How do you handle thousands of things when you're a team of one or, or a small team? So number one, you have to realize that you're the catalyst. You're like a little bit of peanut butter with a lot of bread to cover. Okay. <laughs> and so you have to be an influencer and you, and you have to do, you have to, you have to maximize and leverage technology so that others want to use it for the purpose you're intending it for. Does that make sense to you? It does. It, it definitely does. And, and really, we, we folks, we, we're, we're sort of learning from, from Brian here today that compliance isn't just the policy. It's, it's everything that surrounds it, the technology, the people, and the alignment from the leadership team. Brian, if you had to leave us with any, any sort of calls to action that you'd recommend the listeners to take as a result of our conversation today, what, what would you advise them to do or think? Oh, thank you very much. Uh, so certainly you mentioned earlier that it starts at the top. 
And, and I can't tell you, and the OIG can tell you as well, they can tell when leadership is not supporting compliance because there's usually great findings, fines, and other things that, that, that are for the reputation of the organization. So you have to have department heads filtering that information down through your organization, demonstrating those behaviors by showing what's acceptable and not acceptable in the code of conduct. And you have to encourage people to report in incidents and not be penalized for it, including the people that they're reporting, because not everything is a reportable incident and not everything has to be disciplined. It could be, hey, I noticed that door is always open between these hours and people can come in that don't belong. You know, it's reporting things that can get back to those, including physicians, which are the hardest ones to report, and get everybody on the same page of, you know, reporting near, near misses and things that need to be happening. And then everybody um, has to be encouraged to have their eyes, ears, and keyboard wide open, or maybe even their cell phone, because now we're using apps so much. You have to, you have to act in to being part of the solution. Um, and you have to connect those most important elements of compliance to whatever mechanisms are most used by your staff. You gotta look, you gotta understand what they're using. And then again, we talked about policies, you know, understand like, there's a policy, for example, um, on patient uh, protected health information. And it applies generally to everybody. But how does it apply to me when I'm working on a system, when, when I see something I shouldn't be seeing? So that, you know, being specific by role, assign policies that by role, specify training by role. Um, and then, for example, a course that I created last year was what do you do if, if the OIT shows up at your facility? They have, they have total investigatory rights. They can ask your employees anything. They're not um, in the initial phases. They're not subject to a search warrant and hmm. they don't have to be told to go talk to their manager. So they can find out a lot about your organization. And if they're the type of employee that's informed, understand what compliance is, the way that they're going to respond is going to be much more. Amazing. I think that all of us would want a playbook on what to do if the OIG shows up. Uh, and, and, and folks, uh, Brian is uh, an extraordinary leader in this space. Um, this is the tip of the iceberg. For, for additional ways to, to find out what MedTrainer, Brian and his team are up to, you could check out the show notes of today's podcast. We'll leave ways for, uh, for you to do that. Brian, anything else that comes to mind here as we, as we wrap up today's episode? That was like a lot of stuff an organization has to do. You have to have a system that is easy to integrate with things I've talked about. Something that can uh, distill policies, create your own policies, distribute treaty, uh, even have the staff create their own trend. They probably know what's best in their department, right? And then a, a mechanism for reporting incidents and a method for going through those incidents in a confidential manner and, and making changes to those policies and trainings as it applies to the whole organization. So having a system that does that, it's not in your EHR. It's not in your payroll, you know, uh, software. It needs to be something comprehensive, accessible, and easy to use. Definitely great advice here from, from Brian. And guess what? MedTrainer is one of those systems that you could take a look at and consider 
to make this thing of compliance credentialing uh, much easier for you and your organization. Brian, really appreciate your time today and uh, definitely appreciate the insights. All righty. Thank you very much. So have a great day. 